Hey, this is Lou Mangello from WDW Radio, and you're listening to the Five-ish Fangirls Podcast. Let's do this. We continue all the way to episode 391 of the Five-ish Fangirls podcast. This is my family. I found it all on my own. It's little and broken, but still good. Yeah, still good. Welcome everyone to this week's episode of the Five-ish Fangirls podcast. So glad you joined us. Let's start off like a door from the virtual table and see who's joined us this week. This is Chrissy in Salt Lake City. This is Sally from Wisconsin. This is Rachel in Indianapolis, Indiana. Hello, everyone. Hello. Chrissy got her voice back. I did. It was awful last week. I, uh, yeah, it was, I was so upset because Mondays is my day to do story time at at work. And last week's was, um, the theme was monsters. And it was one that I had planned. And I'd like, because you know there's there's three of us librarians and then we switch off every week choosing a theme and planning you know what you know the craft is and all that stuff and this was like I was really looking forward to it and I just there was no way and Mm. podcasting even more no yeah (laughs) but I am back I am I I I uh, I I broke the spell off Ursula and got my voice back yeah (laughs) I didn't necessarily have to kiss a handsome prince but I do that anyway, so. <laughs> yeah. Darn Concred, you just never know. Yeah, and I was like, I thought I, I thought I had, uh, had escaped it, but I will, I will get into Fanix at some point before. Yep. That's after we're done with the news and such. Yep. So, uh, I got a few things to talk about, including. A date for when Jody Whitaker's doctor shall be regenerating on our screens, and it is About coming time. <laughs> up quickly. Well, I yes. knew. Well, I say I knew. I <laughs> I knew we it was going to be in October. <laughs> I suspected it was well. going to be in October because uh, Sophie several months ago somebody tweeted at her sophie aldred plays ace uh somebody tweeted at her because she had posted a video of her threatening someone's dalek at a fan event with a bat uh and of course she's not going to damage someone else's dalek oh no (laughs) true yeah you know unless unless they give her permission which i know people that have done that uh, they're like, yes, whack it away, whack away. So, you know, because how many times can you say you had Ace beat up your Dalek? Exactly. Um, yeah. So, but this particular one, she did not beat up with, she just threatened it with a bat. And somebody tweeted at her and told her that her Dalek intimidation was lackluster or something oh, like that ooh, and she ouch. said and she responded yeah it's like first of all you insult ace yeah you're gonna end up with a can of nitro nine in your toilet and uh-huh, that's um yeah and her response was just wait till october so uh-huh. i took that as a hint that you know because we knew that she was going to be returning in jody's final story so it's like okay october here it is 
10 days in October as we're recording this, <laughs> finally, the BBC, it was like, okay, here we go. We're going we're gonna to give you a date, the title, uh, and a little teaser trailer. So yeah, we've got 13 days until Jody regenerates now. <laughs> yeah. October How 23rd. <laughs> yeah, October 23rd. So a, a month before Doctor Who's, you know, anniversary. Um uh Power of the Doctor is the is the title. So um, but yeah, we've got we've got all the baddies and we've got the master and the fam and ace and all sorts of madness it looks like it's gonna be just a bang doozle of a an episode mm -hmm. so. yeah i had to i had to chuckle because the, on the friday before it was announced one of my fellow co-workers is like have you heard anything yet like it's supposed to happen sometime this month as soon as they find out i'll let you know one then yeah <laughs> it, it, it drops like okay <laughs> like we'll know when we know no. <laughs> now we know so no. oh yeah and then i get to see jody oh nice not long after that because i am going to galaxy con in columbus ohio first week in december and jody's gonna be there so nice. there you go i'm so excited for you <laughs> Yeah, me too. <laughs> so, I look forward to checking her off. So, John Barrowman's yeah. going to be there too, but I've already met John, so <laughs> you're kind of oh like, eh, you're you're further down like, the list. Yeah, like yeah. sorry, John, been there, done that, got the that, yeah. got the selfie. So, oh boy, but if they're at the same, if they're anywhere in the near vicinity, yikes! Why do I have? The oh same yeah, 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 yeah. I'm, I'm, <laughs> Very, I'm still going to keep an eye on John. Uh, <laughs> so you never know when a sneak attack is going to come up. <laughs> yes. Never know. Uh, so, yeah. So, Power of the Doctor, October 23rd. We can say farewell to the 13th Doctor. Mm -hmm. So, looking forward to seeing what Shooty looks like in Jody's clothes. Uh huh. Uh, oh, boy. There's ever a time uh -huh. where the, the new body just does not fit. Yeah. <laughs> I think. <laughs> so I don't know how tall he is compared to Jody. Uh I don't know. Either way, it'll be interesting. So, I'll make it work somehow. <laughs> yeah. Uh, so um, and then over the weekend was New York Comic Con. Uh, uh -huh. not quite a big to do with san diego comic-con or d23 expo but still we got a few things um yeah. including our first look at the super mario brothers animated movie which immediately visually puts it several steps above the live action oh yes movie <laughs> if anything else it's better to look at yes so, uh, very Bowser heavy on the on the on the trailer uh -huh. there. So, uh, so yeah, it should be interesting. But uh, according according to Chrissy, Alex was very excited. So, 
Yeah. Yes, very, <laughs> very much so. <laughs> uh, yeah, so I know a lot of people have had opinions about the casting of, of uh, Chris Pratt in, in this. And I mean, I just I just have to give kudos to his agent. He just gets <laughs> whoever his agent is will get him all all the roles all so, the know. things so that's probably why 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 uh he's chris pratt is paying his agent but uh you know anyone who thought oh okay so and and we'll we'll get to this later um because charles martinet actually is in the movie you'll see him on the cast list on the trailer and um uh so but but you know the the mario voice in the video games you'll notice that it's just sort of there as the flavoring so mm-hmm. if they did that all the time it might not work so well but you know the few lines you get in the trailer of mario um you know it, with you know chris pratt voicing him you can tell it's chris pratt but you can tell he's doing a little mario voice on it like he definitely sounds different than his other characters that he's that you know, you know that he's voice acted or even you know you know live actor live action acted whatever that is mm-hmm. i've I've seen a lot of praise for jack black as bowser which i think is kind mm-hmm. of awesome because i didn't realize that yeah. was him and then you were saying like jack black is bowser like oh yeah that's right so mm-hmm. you know when you do voice acting you don't just stand there in the booth and say the lines you actually act okay mm-hmm. So you know, so it looks. It I mean, it looks good. At first, we, I was playing it, and Alex saw saw it was the video game because he likes to watch the YouTube videos of of um. He call, he says Mario video game, and you know what he wants. And mm-hmm. now he's like, no, this is for a movie. And he's like, really? Like his voice, his 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 face just <laughs> lit up because you know he we we took him to go see Sonic two when that was in theaters, and he loved it. And he did really well um, going to the movies because, you know, sometimes you wonder how your mm-hmm. kid's going to do first time. But, um, yeah, it's it looks like it's going to be fun. It looks like uh, they are learning from the success of Sonic. <laughs> mm-hmm. uh, so, you know, and Mario is, is one that I think lends itself very well to a movie, an animated movie mm-hmm. like this. You know, whether or not the story, what they're going to do with it. Maybe they'll do something kind of. They'll, they'll do something different. Maybe they'll. I mean, the penguins, like holy cow, mm-hmm. <laughs> the penguins are in it. Which that was sort of icing on the cake for Alex because he also loves penguins. So mm-hmm. I'm just kind of like, have you guys been tapping into my son's brain and saying <laughs> what exactly does he when want? When I saw when I saw that, it was like Alex is going to be so happy. Oh my gosh, <laughs> you have no clue. Because at first, it's like. He's not really sure what it is, and he sees Bowser, and he's like, "Oh, okay." And the penguins show up, and he's like, "I mean, it, it was just like <laughs> Christmas had come early, y'all." Yep. So you know what? You know the you know who, you know the Twitter, the Twitter fan critters can you know can screech and scream about whatever they want to. I don't care. My five year old is gonna love this. Consequently, mm-hmm. I'm gonna enjoy it, and a good time will be had by all. I am sure. Mm-hmm. Yep. Just from this one trailer. I'm like, you guys actually yep. care. And this one actually has a stamp of approval from Nintendo. So that's saying a lot, right? That there. is saying like because because Nintendo is very particular, especially mm-hmm. their their proprietary characters, especially Mario. They don't just let anybody play around with it. They learned from 
the the live action movie. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Which we still haven't shown Alex. Probably a good thing. Probably a good thing. <laughs> we thought about it. We're like, what do you like? Uh, we do- I, I, those Goombas, I don't <laughs> I don't yeah, know. Yeah, yeah. Like, it's it's way, it's way too to much be. Blade Runner. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Although I, I do like I do like Bob Hoskins and John yes. Leguizamo as a Mario and Luigi. I, yes. I and I and the, the gal who plays Daisy. I'm like, ah, oh, this there's some good elements to it. And there are some questionable ones, but yeah, yeah, I don't think, I don't think so. But um, yeah. but yeah. So this one looks like fun, and yeah, the internet can go stuff it because mm-hmm. <laughs> I have seen people whining. But you know, long, long when, walk off short pier. Quite, quite. <laughs> it's got your kid's seal of approval. That's all that really matters. Uh, that's, yeah, yeah, that's yeah. the main thing. This is, and and again, like it's Alex is five. He's never actually played a video game. Unless you know you, you know, whatever little fun games he plays on his his Amazon tablet, um, unless you count that. But uh, he just he just loves it. He you know the he, there's like he, I don't know what it is. I have no idea why Mario of all things clicked with him, but it does, and it's just too cute to to mm-hmm. for for words. Which again, we will get into that in a moment. Mm-hmm. So anyway, Mario trailer looks like it'll be fun. So. We're excited. Yep. So, um, so also for New York Comic Con, I made I made sure I was home and in front of the computer for this because thankfully <laughs> they were live streaming it, <laughs> even if you weren't there for free. Uh, but they had a panel for Good Omens nice uh which neil gaiman was there um along with uh the gentleman who directed all of the first season all the episodes of the first season um and along with uh a couple of chattering nuns that will be making a return appearance in season two but as new characters uh along with uh one of our new cast members um so they had a nice you know, hour-long panel talking about, you know, Neil coming up with the idea for a season two and how all that went about and how they, you know, what they had to, what change, what changes they had to make because of the pandemic and everything. Um, so unfortunately, some of the cast members were not able to return. Um, so in some cases, they got recasted. So we still have Beelzebub, but Beelzebub's going to be playing by being played by someone else um uh, and then we're also going to have some cast members that are returning that uh also you know besides our chattery nuns uh some other cast members that will be returning either as new faces and in some cases they did it say one way or the other whether john ham is coming back as gabriel or whether he's going to be somebody else <laughs> so uh, um, but they have posted some um, photos of some of the characters, um, and then they did show a clip at the panel, which those watching the live stream did not get to see. They went to a you know went to a, a blank screen essentially, mm-hmm. uh, but we could hear it. <laughs> oh sure, yeah. Mm-hmm. 
which still made me very very happy to hear uh-huh. to, to hear Zerfell and Crowley together again I'm like so yeah uh, yeah um and then they had uh well it wasn't live but they had a little video of Michael and David and John Hamm in a zoom answering a few questions and of course Michael and David cannot stop taking the piss out of each other and it's the funniest thing ever and i love it uh so we still don't have a date it's just we know summer of next year summer of 2023 is Mm -hmm. when we're gonna get omens too so and that poster it's not done yet is the thing awesome (laughs) yeah it's not the thing is it's not done yet there's they're doing adr right now mm-hmm. uh, which is you know advanced dialogue replacement with michael um so yeah they're still knee deep in post-production um so hopefully when summer means early part of summer i hope fingers <laughs> crossed <laughs> like I'm t- yeah like, between seeing neil gaiman earlier this year and this you know i'm totally like ah i'm there i'm ready for i'm ready for more good omens so grabby uh, hands grabby yes, hands grabby yeah. hands, <laughs> grabby, grabby hands um so yeah <laughs> um so i don't know if that clip will ever get released maybe at some point um because they were like don't record this you know put away your phones watch it enjoy it uh so <laughs> maybe at some point they'll release it so we can see it but as Mm -hmm. of yet nope we just have some character images and a poster so and that poster is gorgeous (laughs) (laughs) it does look like fun yeah so I, I sense a rewatch in my future and oh sure uh, I have this scene a rewatch, a reread. Uh, yep. <laughs> re-listen. A re-listen. So <laughs> although I did get uh Same Man Part Two from Audible the other day, so I need to listen to that too. Uh there you go. <laughs> and part three did drop. Yes, I know. Unless you meant part three. Okay. <laughs> yeah, but I, so I have to listen to part two first. <laughs> Uh, busy yeah of course yes yeah Yeah. speaking Uh, speaking of neil gaiman sorry i've just uh yeah i'm watching a trailer of of stardust because it's on netflix now and just charlie cox is just Mm -hmm. wonderful human being Mm -hmm. just running after his lady anyway Mm -hmm. sorry off topic (laughs) well it it still fits it does it does it's a neil gaiman um, Uh story yep and we'll talk about charlie cox more next week uh yes <laughs> for a different reason yes entirely yep so uh and speaking of <laughs> marvel um yep. <laughs> you know, we can't have a comic-con without at least a little few things marvel granted a lot of the marvel announcements were comic book related which doesn't mean anything to me unfortunately um but there were some non-comic book related things like um uh the announcement that um 
starting on November 11th, which is the release date for Black Panther Wakanda Forever, Mbaku is going to be a character appearing on Avengers Campus at Disneyland's California Adventure. And that's that's just the start of a Disney Park celebration of Black Panther 2. So they're going to do some more things at both Disneyland and Disneyland Paris because both of those have Avenger campuses. Nice. So, which should be cool because they already have Black Panther, a Black Panther, um, and the Dora Milaje make Mm -hmm. appearances on Avenger Campus as it already. So that'll be cool to see who else they might pull from Wakanda (laughs) to make a special appearance. Probably some specialty themed food. Boom, there you go. as well um and then uh you know we were talking about epcot on our last episode uh guardians of the galaxy cosmic rewind the attraction at epcot is going to get a special holiday soundtrack um, in the ride so right now when you ride it you get to a certain point and you get a classic rock song that plays on the ride and there's a number of them so you could write a number of times and get a different song um and i (laughs) i i'm sure it was not coincidence but i i was watching someone doing a live stream on september 1st rode the ride and got earth wind and fire september um (laughs) uh but there is going to be a retro playlist uh or the retro playlist is going to be swapped out for a new holiday song this is apparently going to be a mashup of some classic holiday songs so if you get to go to epcot during the holiday season just know that you won't be hearing you know earth wind and fire unless they have a holiday cover that i'm sure they might actually doing so who knows <laughs> yeah so that'll be fun to watch people on tiktok do live streams once that starts and see what kind of, see what it sounds like um because i'm not going to be writing it anytime soon oh uh, someone invite me please um and, and speaking of food um they uh if you attended new york comic-con and visited the xandar outpost 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 um you got to try uh samples of the newest treat that's going to be coming to epcot soon and that is zarg nuts oh nice (laughs) so Yes, Sarg Nuts will soon be available at Epcot. (laughs) No, it does not say if you eat them really, really, really slowly, you become invisible. (laughs) Um, um, And then on uh, the Disney Cruise Line, the Disney Dream has the uh, Marvel uh, itinerary where they have a Marvel day at sea um and you have like marvel characters you can meet and all sorts of cool stuff um but they are going to expand upon that 
um, including uh, an adults-only Ravagers party, uh, more themed activities for the youngins, uh, merch, of course, gotta gotta sell the stuff, uh, more themed food and beverages, and the Heroes Unite show, um, where which takes place on the pool deck. <laughs> so uh, um but and then they also mentioned that um they are going to be offering new characters and entertainment inspired by recent mcu films and disney plus series so we could probably uh <clears throat> based on the characters that are also available at avengers campus i would not be surprised if along with you know captain america and black widow who are already meetable characters in fact they were meetable characters before they did the marvel day at sea last time i went on a disney cruise in alaska <laughs> they had i got to be both black widow and and spider-man and captain america um but i would imagine we're probably gonna start seeing the likes of like america chavez and kamala khan on, mm -hmm. on the cruise ship as well would be my guess uh so ugh, all the marvel things ugh. yes <laughs> Not enough time. I can't be in 12 places at once. I wish I could. <laughs> um, so that is it really for Z News. So okay. Chrissy, you can finally give your recap of yes. Salt Lake Fanex. I will happily do that. It's been a few weeks, but uh so we went, FanX ran uh, September 22nd, 23rd, and 24th. We only got to go on the 23rd, or the 22nd and the 24th, because I had to work on the, the Friday. Um, but we got there Thursday night. Um, I mean, it doesn't really start until the afternoon, like the Thursday afternoon. So uh, we dropped the kids off, headed up there, and just, well, first off, downtown Salt Lake, <laughs> there is just so much that they're completely renovating temple square which is the big kind of centerpiece of downtown but then everybody decided hey they're renovating let's rent it let's everybody renovate too so finding parking was kind of a nightmare on thursday because <laughs> every time i turned around i haven't been downtown in a good hot minute um so everywhere i knew where to park i that wasn't available because everybody everything was torn up for some reason even you know far away from the main big construction projects it's just kind of like thanks guys so um so like there's two okay there's two main shopping malls shopping centers not really a mall anymore but there's city creek which is right next to the convention center and then there's the gateway which is a few blocks west of the convention center only place we could find parking was at the gateway which isn't too bad. It's just we weren't prepared for it. But we got there and finally, and it was okay. So it took us like an hour to finally get in. Um, also, they were having some issues with the with the wristband um, scanning in. So I don't think they actually scanned in the first night, but we didn't care. So we got in there and we hit up Artist Alley. It's kind of our first thing and holy cow i think this is the biggest artist alley has ever been at salt lake fanex unless they had it bigger like one of the early years that i didn't really pay attention but i doubt it but it was just like so so we walked in 
Um, and there was like a piece of art that I really, really wanted. I saw first up. I'm like, no, no, no. I'm going to wait. I'm going to go look at all the every, everything else and then decide. And as I went up and down the rows, I mean, and there was some really great artwork. I mean, don't get me wrong, but there were just some that I was just like, okay, no, I still want that one. And it, and it's a, it is a, um, well, it, it's a Sailor Moon piece of of art, and it depicts, well, it's a, it's a, it's a panel that was in the manga, and it's also in a, a scene that is in the first movie of uh, Sailor Moon and Tuxedo Mask kissing, but it's very, very romantic and very one of my favorite parts of that movie and the manga. And it's in two different contexts, but I love that they use the same sort of um, pose, I guess, what you call it. It just looks, it's just very swoony. <laughs> and this this artist had just done a really nice job, like the backgrounds and everything. And um, I'm trying to, I know I took a picture of it later. I'm just trying to find it on my, and, you know, it's just like, oh, I love it. I want it hanging up on my wall. But I was like, no, we're, we're, we have a limited amount of money. We're going to just walk up and down and not going to, you know, blow all our cash. Well, that didn't work because <laughs> there was some really, really great stuff uh, showcased. Um, but, you know, it took us, my point is we started at one end and I thought, okay, now I'm going to turn the corner and this is where that, that, that booth is. And no, I'm like, okay, this isn't the one. How far down did we go? Um, but yeah, Artist Alley was huge this year and we wanted to get, there was stuff we wanted to get. We definitely wanted to get some, some stuff for the kids, um, to put up in their rooms. Cause especially Lottie, because we don't have a lot of stuff hanging up in her room, but we want to get some stuff for Alex as well. Like, you know, Mario and stuff. And, uh, we had one, cause we were, we were looking for Mario things for, for Alex. And like, we, we knew we were going to go visit with Charles Martinet, who was at, Phoenix, and I'm pretty sure it's Charles Martinet because everyone kept calling him that, so it's not Charles Martinet. I don't know. Maybe it's like depending on the day what it is, but anyway, but but we were just going up and down, and we had one instance where we were like looking at 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 this one booth, and we're like, yeah, no, this isn't gonna work because you know they had their, they had their art, uh, you know, hanging up behind them, and and the guy at the table was like oh, you know, what are you looking for? Like, yeah, we're looking for Mario art, or, you know, fan art. We can't find it. And he, like, pointed up at this one next to him, and we look at it, and it is a decidedly not kid-friendly mm -mm. piece of Mario fan art involving Mario and Peach, and... Um, <clears throat> no, thank you. <laughs> yeah, I was like, no, we want this for our five-year-old. And he's like, oh, well, can't help you there. Because th th this booth, I mean, it was great art. It was just a little... A little much for what we were looking for um and then then we finally finally found a booth with um and it's an artist he's actually local and i wish i had his name handy because i did get a, a card from him um but he he had like he had mario artwork that was basically like um show it was kind of a bigger version of you know like you have the game levels the way they they kind of it was great me remind me of it of like the way they draft the, the game levels back in the day um but there was like little in jokes in there and you know mario and luigi doing just funny little things and the characters um just you know it's really silly really fun and it was you know 
definitely kid friendly and, and we got talking to him and and he said that uh his son as well he's a little bit older than alex has um some sensory not quite autism but they're, they're it's kind of in that that on that spectrum in that wheelhouse and like his son just loves watching speaking of the devil alex just walked in uh, but his son like <laughs> loves Hi, alex. looking at um the pictures because he can like find all the things and it just makes him happy to find final stuff so we got one um that was like mario and luigi fighting the bad guys and there was like a christmas one where they're like all in this big house and um is it and then so like you see all the characters through the windows and there's just all these fun little in jokes so it's like it's a house but it's like looks like but the roof has like ladders so, so there's like several tiers of the roof so it looks like the classic donkey kong game but it's a christmas house with lights and there is um i think it's luigi dressed up as santa but he has all the different color yoshis instead of reindeer on a sleigh um and there's like a a, a, a window with wario is like shaking a present and a koopa is writing a letter and then you know old school donkey kong is throwing wreaths down the thing oh, cool. climb up. And i'm like this is and he had some really really great um artwork and i really wish i remembered his name um but he's he's from lehigh utah so yeah i get because we asked him like well are you local because you know we're, we were like we want to get it all but we can't so are, can you are you going to come back and he's like oh yeah i'm like sweet so he and he was just so much fun to talk to um and then the other the other artist that we met and i was actually really excited because i have followed her artwork since I was in college, um, uh, her name is uh, Brianna Garcia. Uh, she does a lot of Sailor Moon artwork, but then she also does some Marvel stuff. And she's just one I've followed for years. And I was like, oh, that's her. It was like, I was a little starstruck, <laughs> if you can believe it. And I got to talk to her and I got one. I got, she does, if you've ever seen the uh, one, um, it came out after the first Wonder Woman movie and it's princess serenity with the with the with the sword down her her dress because it's like that that scene in wonder woman mm-hmm. yeah sword. so i got that one and then i she had a really awesome piece of um uh, of of stranger things fan art of eddie and you know playing the guitar you know playing uh, cool. puppets and i'm like oh i just love this and yeah so we spent entirely too much money at on Artist Alley, but I don't regret it because, you know, these guys, they're Does just... Does every person ever who goes to the basics. Right. Well, yes. and besides, you have to decorate the house. Exactly. And, you know, we, we I even, the next day I went online as like, because most of the one, the most, most of the ones we got were the poster size. So like mm-hmm. the, um, 11, I guess 11 by 17 is the size. I don't know. I don't know if that's quite right, but. Um, but I was like going on Amazon's like we need to find we need to find some uh, picture frames because I don't want to just tack them up on the wall. I was like I want these exactly. to look nice. Yeah. And and you know even though we got so many, it's like well we can switch them out. That's what exactly. command tabs are for. Um, uh-huh. We got some really nice uh, Fallout artwork. Um, there was one. Okay, I can't remember what it's called, but it's that. Um, it's that stuff where like if you tilt the page or tilt the poster a certain way it changes the image okay kind of like a lenticular lenticular that's what it's called i was like blanking on the word but there was one place that was selling lenticular posters and there was one uh it was a star wars one that had 
um okay from from knights of the old republic the uh, the bastila and the two sith Mm -hmm. characters that i'm again linking on the names um and then we also got one that was um like realistic depiction of of uh the characters from spy family so it's like uh uh, so it's lloyd your and anya and it was so cool like i saw so many your um cosplays and they were uh, like in her assassin sort of outfit and i'm like that is so cool like 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 i've watched that anime and we're we're called caught up but i have never really thought oh i want to do this it would probably be you know but but it's too it's too complicated but they made it look so easy and i'm like maybe i'll give it a try maybe i'd have to think about that um also there this version of lloyd looks really hot so (laughs) but jared bought it and then i bought one that as uh from fallout new vegas it's a it's a poster ad for sunset sarsaparilla with a uh kind of cowboyish looking girl and uh in a kind of a skimpy top and jared and jared uh told me that i have to tell people that i picked it out like i'm gonna tell people i picked it out <laughs> um so yeah so that was so it, and we there was a lot of other stuff we got um there was one that was selling postcards of like there's one that was like the uh the it's called the foul mouth hunting club and it had a scene from duck hunt there was oh, one nice. that had kermit <laughs> uh riding a riding his bicycle through the swamp and it's like you know visit whatever the swamp was called i can't remember now um got got some animal crossing oh no it said adventure awaits that's what it said got animal crossing art we got uh, you know uh, zelda and miraculous ladybug avatar some some really cool um kind of comic pulp cover art for for like fallout new vegas cool. and blade runner and a bunch of other stuff oh, oh and a, a, a an ncr recruitment poster uh some stuff <laughs> from halo yeah i yeah fallout new vegas uh, of the ones i am familiar with i i love the story of new vegas just because it's so different from the other fallout um now is new vegas the most current one or is it a no no new back? vegas new vegas was came out uh, i want to say 2007 2008 okay and i okay. only got into fallout you know after jared and i started dating right. but then he was like telling me about these i'm like new vegas sounds really cool because you um because yeah it's like after you know the nuclear apocalypse but the nuclear apocalypse is not as big a deal in this one it's more and it's very much more like um so there's like different factions that you interact with there's like like three let's see about so there's four main choices you make at the end of the game like which faction you 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 side with but mm-hmm. all but but and then there's the minor a lot of minor factions that you meet along the way and even choices where you when you interact with those tribes can impact the end game which is really cool and it's like it, it seems like it'd be so complicated and hard to keep track of but i'm just i'm enthralled by how it works so it's uh, of the ones of the games the fallout games i i have played and, and i've and i've experienced I think that one is my favorite, although four is a lot of fun. Um, but they're all they're they're all enjoyable. So 
anyway so that's so so that was thursday and then we went and found um some of our author buddies said hi to them spent more money on books because of course and so that was thursday then didn't go friday saturday was when we took the kids and originally like alex we were gonna have alex dressed up as mario and then jared was like and you know we just we just all you know wear whatever and then jared's like well i could do my luigi costume and we found lottie's princess peach costume i was afraid that she would it wouldn't fit her because alex's um overalls for mario were a little short <laughs> so i was like oh she there she's probably grown out of hers but it still fits um last year that it will fit <laughs> but that's okay and then i had my daisy dress I'm like well if, you, if all three of you are gonna dr- are gonna dress up there's no i better dress up Although I was a little, I don't know, sometimes when I'm, I'm like, oh, you know, I'm in at the con, I've got to have the, have the bags and all this stuff. And actually it, it worked out pretty well um, wearing the big poofy dress. So our main priority, like I said, was to meet Charles Martinet. We were going to try to do it on Thursday just to get it out of the way, but it just didn't happen. But it was like, well, then Alex can actually meet him. And we kind of explained, okay, this is the man. He does the voice of Mario. And when we got up to his table, uh, there was no line everybody was lined up for jason david frank next door which is great but i was mm-hmm. like oh we can just walk up and we we're all in costume and the handlers were like oh come here and and and, and uh, i'll call him charles because that's his name and he came up and was like oh this looks so wonderful and like the whole time like he talked a little bit in his normal voice but then then the rest of the time he talked in the mario voice and we told Aww. him alex loves mario like we love mario too but alex that is his thing and um and you know he had all his, his his posters and stuff that we could sign, and we're like, well, this is gonna be for Alex, and and you know the the lady that was taking the money was like, okay, which one do you want? And 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 he was like pointed at one. It's just it's just Mario. It, you know, it says Mario, and then he's like st- sitting there waving. It's got a red background, and that was the one he wanted. So so Charles signed it, and and we wanted to get a recording of of him talking to Alex as mario um unfortunately i cannot put it online anywhere that was part of the deal of getting it mm-hmm. so it's for personal use so um yeah. but it you know we have it it's fine um cool. and it's for alex so like yeah. for um and then i what we weren't going to get a picture at the table but but you know it was like you know we're here we're in costume we should do it and yeah. and he was so cute with alex because because even though you know alex he has a hard time like kind of understanding these kinds of things and he didn't really say anything back to him but you know he was just so energetic and just so like making sure that alex had a good experience you know meeting somebody that you know that does a character that he likes and and i'd handed my phone you know to the handler the you know that was doing the or i guess it was a, a i think i can't remember if he was a handler or if he was a fan x volunteer or staff or whatever um but he was there and like and, and charles was just like okay we're gonna you know you know like we're gonna hit the block and you know you're like you're act like you're jumping in the air and gonna hit the block and, and you know we're gonna do v for victory and l for luigi and just all these Aww, fun cool. finally got it and then he gave him bones at the end and you know so 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 he got it and it was just such a good experience and we got the the recording and I, you know, I had it recording on my phone and he said, you know, you know, do good in school and, you know, super Alex, you superstar. Woohoo, mamma mia. Oh. 
Aww. You know, have fun. I'll see you in the Mushroom Kingdom, sort of thing. Aww, and how it was awesome. just, it was just so heartwarming, and I'm just loving it. And then, so they, you know, we 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 get we're, we're done, and we walk away. We're like went to go get a a little cover protector for the poster because we were still going to be there for a while. And I was like looking at my phone, and the staff are there. I swear, there's like a hundred pictures here. He just snap 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 the whole time and i thought he would have just like taken a few but i'm just looking at it, it's like almost if i flip through it it's almost animated oh yeah. like, that's awesome good on that yeah, shirt, so- some of those photos later it's like oh i could do this i could do that yes oh, that is so awesome and i've got lottie i'm holding lottie in my thing but it is just i got so we got so many dang pictures and i was like that guy was so sweet. And I even posted on, on the Fanix um, Facebook page and, you know, cause people were talking about, and I was like, look, you know, we paid for this. Our son, he's got autism. There's and some developmental delays. There's some things that he just doesn't get, but he, but you know, meeting Mario was a really big deal for him and dressing up. And, and it, when, you know, he, you know, they, everybody made it a really good experience for our whole family. And I just, and it was so cute. Cause you know, it was a little overwhelming. And, you know, we, you know, we were in the, the main vendor hall and it was like, Lottie was done. <laughs> she was, mm-hmm. just, she got to ride in the stroller. So, you know, Alex, Alex too. So we went to KidCon and spent some time there and Lottie had a meltdown, poor kid, but there was, oh. there were some chairs. Um, Cause they have a little kind of panel area in KidCon, but there wasn't anything going on. So I just sat with her for a bit and they had, and then they had this, this group that has like, monster giant legos like these legos bigger than my head i swear um and alex was playing with those and and there were a lot of kids and like it was so funny because they kept building just like just a big stack of legos well these things are so big and the people that had them were like okay we need to not have it so tall because if it falls on you they're gonna hurt and actually one did fall on my toe and it hurt really bad but better than it fell on my toe then on yeah. top of a little Somebody kid. Else's. Yeah. Yeah. So so they did that. And then, you know, it was kind of it was still busy and it was still, you know, some 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 chaos and noise, but it was a little more calmer. And Lottie finally calmed down. We had some fruit snacks and part of it was she was hungry too, apparently. Um good, you know, you get grumpy when you're hungry. So mm-hmm. you know, whether whether you got little kids or you're going to the con yourself, just have some fruit snacks in your pocket. So that was so so there's that um uh, but yeah when you know they were but but yeah we just we kind of kept it relaxed on saturday mostly because this was their first time um and then you know and everybody like people complimented us on our costumes just all over the place just and we had some guys that were dressed as mario and luigi past us like hey mario and you know and alex kind of got into it like gave them bones and so so he really loved it and mm-hmm. you know and then we went and had lunch and we kind of we had to leave just because again this was very overwhelming for the kids and it was getting to be nap time we still have to deal with that but as we were going home um alex was like i want to go back to fan x <laughs> and even the next morning he's like we go to fan x i was like well if we went today there wouldn't be anybody there and even mm-hmm. yesterday we uh we we went to a little Halloween party at my at my brother in law's, and we were driving back, and there's still um a billboard out there that was advertising <laughs> Fanex they hadn't taken down yet, 
And Lottie sounds like, Phoenix, I go to Phoenix. I'm like, next year, honey. <laughs> so the kids had a good time. Yes. We will we will try to plan better next year. We're hoping Take that they hold us Chrissy that they, they want to go. <laughs> they do. Even though like we got there and they were just they were overwhelmed and it was mm-hmm. kind of a lot for them. Yeah. And especially Lottie was just like, mm-hmm. this is too much. I mean, I kind of expect larger Alex- cons can be overwhelming, even for yeah. a seasoned veteran. I mean, yeah, yeah, yeah you need, I've got you need to kind of a half a dozen back. Gen Cons under my belt at this point, And it's still like, oh, my goodness. Yeah, which is why we, we only stayed half the day on Saturday. But we got a lot. No, it was it was a quality day. So it wasn't so much mm-hmm. the quantity, but we, we had a good time. And I think next year we're hoping we talk. We've talked to some of Jared's author buddies. Um, there's a group that like if you pay so much they'll let you have your book at their booth and it's like a whole bunch of authors so you don't have to pay the full cost because mm-hmm. those booths and even just a table was really expensive um but you right. know and you and you you know you're there for a short a certain amount of time and you're scheduled to do signings and whatever but you're not there the whole time you don't have to pay for the whole thing you'll just have to pay for the books to be there um so we might, I think we're going to do that. I would like to get a hotel room. They've actually, and I didn't know this until we got down there. They've actually built a hotel onto the, 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 the convention center, um, Nice. which is, and it's like, it's kind of funny. Cause that section used to be just kind of this courtyard plaza kind of area. So it didn't seem like it was really big, but it's just a really tall, you know, high rise hotel. And then it's attached to the convention center. So, you know if it's not too much maybe we'll get a hotel room and then you know we can take the kids up take a rest take a nap whatever we need to do and then you know you know jared's down selling books and Mm -hmm. i don't know that in in my mind that's like the perfect way to do it although i'm sure something will go wrong because it always does yeah but it's (laughs) it's kind of like like we're seeing our, our author buddies and i'm like we could do this jared's got enough books out now that it would totally be worth it. And mm-hmm. I could maybe sell Keepers of the Wind a little bit more and tell people, no, you really need to read this because that's the one that sells the least, but it's also my favorite of his, which <laughs> is kind of annoying because I want a sequel. <laughs> mm-hmm. <laughs> so, I mean, Long Black, you know, the, the, the stories about Morgan are great. I'm not taking yep. anything from there and people love them and that's wonderful. I just want more of Keepers of the Wind, guys. Come on. Uh-huh. So... Y'all, everyone listening to this needs to go buy that book. And he please also and want, thank you. Please and thank you, yes. He's also going to try to like, maybe do some new covers of some of them to see if like maybe that'll switch things up a bit and, mm-hmm. and, and garner some interest. So sometimes you get a new coat of paint on them and it gets mm. more. He's so but, like hockey. Mm. <laughs> yes, yes. So anyway, so yeah, this year's Fanex, it was good. We had a little, we had it abbreviated, but also we bought the, our tickets um for the super early bird discount so i don't feel like we wasted any money i think yeah but and like i said this one this year was for the kids and they enjoyed it the time they got to have and and we did artist alley and that's what we wanted to do so it was fun um oh and we also did they had good memories (laughs) yes yes we also did um i forgot to mention this one on thursday night there was um those uh pearl picking booths i guess i don't know um in jared's family it's kind of a tradition to like you know the you know 
to go do it and like the husband picks it out and the you know the wife can pick out the the jewelry that it's set in and and I was picking out so I want to do a necklace this time and now Jared picked out the clam um and I got one I like there was a little dragon that's like sitting on a like a little cage sort of thing where it goes Uh in and and but but the only the dragons were only in black but I was like that'll be fine so we get the thing I open it up and it is this dark blue pearl oh I mean, yeah and it is really cool and it looks great with the black dragon and i'm like uh-huh. ha this works nice. so i have a new i have i have a new favorite necklace and cool yeah it was something we did on our honeymoon too and and uh yeah it's something his his parents did it years ago and it was funny because you know this was before jared and his twin brother were born and they got one that had two pearls in it oh wow <laughs> and it was uh, like that's interesting they like did a ne- a, an earring set and then you know they found out they were gonna have twins and it was like ah <laughs> what are the odds right <laughs> so it's a prediction it's, there yeah so i we were so i i'd never seen them there at fan x before but jared was like nope we're doing this i'm like okay i like jewelry <laughs> don't have to tell me twice <laughs> like yep okay you're paying sure <laughs> so but no, it's really pretty. I I love it. So anyway, so that was Fanix this year. Like I said, a little shorter, but we had a quality time, and I'm That's and I'm good. pleased with yes. it. And the kids are asking to go again. I'm like, we will, we will work on that. Mm-hmm. Very cool. Well, uh, speaking of authors <laughs> ah yes yes few other things that uh we should plug um now available um is a temporal logbook number three which mm-hmm. is a uh doctor who anthology series mm-hmm. um <clears throat> written by collections of stories written by a whole bunch of people um but uh this particular one has a story in it by sean from traveling the vortex um and i also believe russell mcgee uh, a friend of the show has a story Mm -hmm. in there too so two people we know are in the latest temporal logbook uh release from pencil tip publishing so um you can go online uh, we'll have a link in the show notes so you can go and order that either online or i mean presumably with the isbn number that your friendly local bookshop could also order it for you if you want to support a local business <laughs> um and then for the comic book folks, yes. actually releasing mm-hmm. tomorrow as we're recording yes. this, October 11th is the DC Terrors Through Time, which is a kind of an anthology comic book. Um, um, and Charles Skaggs yes. uh, has a story um, that's going to be in that. So hit up your local comic book shop. <clears throat> mm-hmm to yep, get that or- i have mine pre-ordered at my local shop i'm gonna go pick it up tomorrow <laughs> and if electronic is more your thing it is also available to pre-order yeah right. yeah 
but oh. it just so happens that Charles is also going. Charles is also going to be at GalaxyCon because he also too wants to meet Jody. So I'm going to make sure to take mine with me so he can sign it. So there you go. <laughs> He's like, bring it. I'll sign it for you. Like sweet. Uh, so yeah, if you happen to know the author and have a chance to meet the author, then yeah, physical copy would be the uh, best ideal. way to go. Yes. yes. Um, so yeah, support, support your local bookshop, support your local library, support your local comic bookshop and support independent authors. Exactly. Uh, yes. All of the above. Yeah. All right. So feedback from Shalane. Um, and, um, she says that, uh, we were talking about the live action remakes, you know, cause of the trailer for the little mermaid and everything um and um she mentions that there is supposed to be a hercules live action remake at some point uh, which i believe we talked about that actually uh because i think she mentioned that in feedback after we did our hercules episode um but that is supposed to be be directed by guy ritchie so that could be interesting. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, Guy Ritchie and the Russo brothers. I'm not entirely sure how I feel about this combination, but we'll see. Yeah. Uh, so, uh, I mean, they're th- obviously the Russo brothers. Very talented. Uh, Guy Ritchie, he has a very distinct director directorial look like you could just kind of you look at a guy richie movie and you're like yeah that's a guy richie movie even the robert Downey jr sherlock Holmes movies yeah it's like they have a very distinct feel Mm -hmm. to it so um but you know i'll reserve judgment um though uh she says it may or may not be a musical depending on whether alan mankin returns which i mean don't know why he wouldn't but who knows so um and then she also mentions another live action which we will wait to mention because it happens to be a live action remake of (laughs) the movie we're talking about (laughs) oh boy uh oh dear yeah so uh then she says that now that we've talked about what that while well, disney world is its 50th epcot is its 40th are we going to talk about the studios and animal kingdom when they get there <clears throat> when they get to big anniversaries of course we will absolutely um and then she says when she went to disney world and went to epcot she loved it she loved seeing the different country pavilions are beautiful she loves the finding nemo ride and talking crush um and then she says whenever she makes it back down there she's definitely gonna ride guardians of the galaxy you and me both girlfriend um and says she also loves the uh topiaries that they do of various disney characters which they go there's always disney character topiaries scattered throughout but again during flower and garden or as i call it flower and wine um flower and food uh <laughs> the the number of disney character topiaries 
gets pumped up to a bazillion so um and then uh she mentions that uh harmonious i don't know if it still is was available to watch on disney plus which that is the what current epcot nighttime show but's getting get ready to be replaced actually um as i mentioned at d23 expo um i did not watch the version on disney plus but i have watched people's live streams <laughs> so um tomato tomato i guess um and then she mentioned she mentions going to club cool and trying all the the different cokes from around the world <laughs> so, which most of them pretty good until you get to beverly uh, <laughs> <laughs> Uh, oh. thank you Shalane, for your feedback especially when your feedback ties into what we're talking about it's like magic or something oh and in fact she requested this movie uh yes <laughs> it was on her list of movies we should cover so um so we are talking about lilo and stitch which turned 20 earlier this year which is crazy Uh to think about i remember taking shalane speaking of and (laughs) well all my siblings but i remember shalane was really excited for this one to the theater to see this when i was uh i let's see no it was that's it was the summer before i was a senior and i'm yeah i'm like oh 20 years shut up Mm -hmm. but i Uh love this movie i adore it and the the little show the years it's been a couple years since i since i had seen it so um it was a it was a good refresher Mm -hmm. i i remember it being I like the story. Stitch is a character. <laughs> he annoys me some a little bit. <laughs> um, mostly because I, I think he kind of some of the some of the things that he is animated to do, and this is something they've continued with the character into like the attraction that was in the Magic Kingdom for a while there stitch's great escape where stitch is uncouth Uh uh-huh he has no manners nope nope i mean alien experiment i mean the movie the movie opens and he's being interrogated you know he's kind of kind of being interrogated first the, the scientist is being interrogated and then they bring out you know he doesn't he's not stitch then he's just experiment 626 um i love the scientist he's like i wouldn't i would never make more than one uh Uh (laughs) uh, and this you know this uh this you know the uppity up inquisitor lady is like you know please indicate if you understand what we're saying to you and they don't translate what it is he says but it's obvious that he just like cursed out everyone there (laughs) (laughs) yes and so something really rude 
Uh-huh. <laughs> and that yep. just kind of, you know, and he's just like, he's licking the inside of the ball and they just leave like the slime uh-huh. on it. And then, you know, when he's in the ship and he's being sent, he's supposed to be sent off to the asteroid and he realizes he could trick the guns by dribbling, you know, saliva. And it's like, he's gross. Uh-huh. <laughs> Then he yep. picks his nose at one point with his tongue and eats it. Yep. <laughs> yep. It's oh. like everything, anything <laughs> like just unlikable and awful that you can get away with in a kid's movie that, that they could have Stitch do, mm-hmm. they had him do. <laughs> yeah. Uh-huh. I mean, it's it's absolutely in there for the kids because the kids are going to see that and go, eh. ew, I want to see it again. Uh-huh. on the floor and. Mm-hmm. rewind it i want to see that bit again you know? yeah 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 which you know is that contrast with you know lilo you know that there's that bit in the in the 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 pound or you know the animal shelter where they're going to get a dog and, yeah. and you know not a lobster yeah. not a lobster <laughs> they have a dog under. door not a lobster door yeah and that's mm-hmm. the bit where where stitch sticks his tongue up his nose and uh-huh. and, and, um, and she goes yep he's good i can tell yeah. and it's uh-huh. just it is it is like just that wonderful there's so many good character moments for lilo especially in this uh-huh. movie and that's what makes her such a likable character it's just she just has her own way of doing things and her own way of thinking about things and you know and her, whole... and her introducing him to elvis yes oh <laughs> holy cow and you know just just her whole thing about you know you know pudge the fish she can't give him yeah. tuna Do no you know what it's... tuna is <laughs> Yeah, it's like and everything just makes sense to her in her head mm-hmm. and then you know she says it out loud and it sounds ridiculous but it makes sense to her so mm-hmm. that, mm-hmm. that kid's logic <laughs> yeah kid logic it, Although- it's it's a combination of kid logic and um from what i researched while it's never been outright said a lot of um people in the autism community mm-hmm. recognize some of Lilo's quirks in yep. themselves. Yep. Yeah. That, that, you know, she's fixated on Elvis. Like, yeah, the hyper fixation, like, hyper fixation, yeah. you know, that's her favorite thing. And, you know, she just sees things differently and it's, it's, it's very endearing and very sweet and just, mm-hmm. and, and, you know, and, you know, cause you know, her Nani like tells her, like, like even when I was a kid or you know well not really a kid I was a teenager but you know that whole you know why didn't you wait at the school you're supposed to wait there and there's you know there's this whole drama with you know they that she may get taken away by the social worker because mm-hmm. Nani might not you know but it's like all these things Nani tries to do and it's just Lilo being Lilo like she doesn't think like oh I need to stay here because my sister's gonna come get me and if I wander home and you know the fire you know the fire department is gonna have to you know just all Mm -hmm. these different things and like you know in some ways I'm like as a big sister I can be like oh why didn't you just listen to me but at the same time I get that Lilo has her own her own way of thinking and her own way of looking at the world and just you know what she does so I'm like I see both ways and it's it's not mm-hmm. like there's really a villain in this story I, I mean definitely have an not antagonist. really yeah you have an the antagonist in um oh what is his name the big guy the general the general um but he's you know he's not or really captain. trying yeah the captain, captain Gantu Gantu I was like I was like the elephant guy yeah <laughs> but um 
but he's not really trying to hurt anybody really he's just trying to get this this darn experiment to come back with him before it wrecks everything mm-hmm. um yeah but it is i don't know it's just uh, of of these of the, the movies of this the, the disney movies of this era this one is definitely one of the most successful one of the ones that are like, even at the time i think it did really well um and it, it, so it, it kind of really shines when you put up put it up against some of the ones that were coming out at that uh, early 2000s time in disney where the renaissance yeah, think, was basically I think over this and i think princess and the frog were the only 2000s releases mm-hmm. that actually like were uh that actually like, made money they, well that they made money but were also like well received by both mm-hmm. critics and the audience yes so take that for what it's worth but yeah it's and it's just it's just a sweet movie about well you know family obviously and mm-hmm. um you know all those all those things like because you know people when frozen came out i i love that the the meme i don't know how accurate it is but i i kind of do because you do hear it and it's like frozen is the first disney movie about two sisters frozen is the first disney movie that isn't about falling in you know or you know falling in love with the first person you meet or you know all these things and it's just like lilo and stitch did it first lilo and mm-hmm. stitch did it first <laughs> it's like it's like yeah it's not a princess movie but it doesn't need to be and it you know, it has you know the music and it's Hawaii. Like when I first saw the trailer, there was like the trailer had Hawaii, aliens, and Elvis. That was what I got from from what this was about. And I was like, okay, I have no idea how these are gonna gel together, but I kind of wanna see it just to see what they do. Um and, and then there was the trailers about Stitch, you know, going into other Disney movies and yes. causing problems, which that was that was Mark bringing down the chandelier on Belle and the Beast. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, classic, classic, classic. Yeah, yeah. And I swear there was there was another one with Little Mermaid. Oh yeah, yeah. The, the, you know what the, the you know the big wave and it's not Ariel, it's Stitch. Stitch, yeah, on the rock and. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and there was even a little like a fake documentary about how Stitch had been trying to get onto to disney productions for years like even back in sleeping beauty he was uh one of the yeah. one of maleficent's minions supposedly <laughs> i'd have to, i can't remember where that and it might have been like on the dvd later because I, oh. I why does that not not surprise me yeah so, so there were yeah. a bunch of other things that they like they they, they worked him into <laughs> just to be kind of like you know this this alien you know where did he come from why is he here and why is he trying to get into all our movies so we finally gave him his own movie yeah yep. which i mean is obviously not reality but well, also right. in a way it kind of is a nod to stitch's actual origins though because um he had been thought up by um the um uh chris sanders Mm -hmm. um who was the uh, head storyboard artist at disney animation um he had actually created the carriage stitch back in the mid 80s for a children's book wow 
that never got anywhere. So he's been sitting with Stitch in his back pocket for like, you know, (laughs) almost 20 years. Um, And uh, of course, this was during the Eisner era, but this was post the Disney Renaissance um you know because obviously lion king little mermaid those movies aladdin those movies that that they put put stitch into you know for these little like tv advertisements to to entice people um because they realized that the just the the craziness of stitch was going to be the most eye-catching when it came to advertising Uh (laughs) Mm -hmm. um so you know post the disney renaissance as we've talked about disney was kind of struggling um you know the atlantis didn't go over as well as they would have liked you know the emperor's new groove didn't go over as well as they would have liked you know so some of these movies that we've talked about that have gone on to become fan favorites weren't necessarily box office darlings at the time Mm -hmm. so Michael Eisner was like, well, we still need to be making movies, but let's see if we can do something in the line of like Dumbo, which was really low, I mean, low budget because um, it's a shorter runtime. I mean, Dumbo is only like over, slightly over an hour long. Uh, yeah. So this is, this is, this is short too. It's like 85 minutes long. So it's not that long. Yeah. Um and instead of doing these really elaborate um the for the backgrounds for like the the scenery for you know wherever a scene is taking place um instead of intricately drawing every single thing you know because like all the stuff we see in the background like when bell is walking through the village obviously mm-hmm. there's a lot of stuff to look at so instead they're like let's do something like dumbo where a lot of the background once you get to a certain point it's watercolor yeah it's not as precisely drawn but it still has a very it has still has a very colorful look to it and that's what Mm -hmm. they did and essentially they gave sanders and the other people that ended up coming on on to make this um we're essentially told by eisner and whoever it's like you know your budget's 80 million which nowadays like even that's, now it's like that's, that's a lot yeah, of money to me but to them that was like like that's that's a as, low as, budget that's a low budget yeah as, uh-huh. as expense especially animation is just so expensive yeah. like you don't yeah it is it is just People don't understand it how much how how much work animation yeah. takes, how much just time and a lot of yeah. it is manpower. It's yeah, a lot of manpower. Lot of man, yeah. And like, you know, people people scoff about, oh, you know, cartoons in the eighties were just made made to make sell toys. I'm like, yeah, those toys paid for the show, basically. Uh-huh. Um, and that's you know still still the case those today. Toy, like, those toy sales made sure that the studio stayed open so you can get the stuff that you love. Yeah. So you know don't uh-huh. don't don't knock it. Don't don't knock the toys. In fact, go buy some. Uh-huh. <laughs> Put them on your shelf. Um, yeah. But yeah. But they so, they essentially yeah. were like 
as long as you stay within this budget and you do, you know, you do the more, you know, watercolor type painted backgrounds beyond that, like those stipulations, they let them do whatever they wanted. Yeah. It, well, and I always loved the look of, of the watercolor in, in this movie, because first off, it's Hawaii. So you definitely want yep. it to have that, that uh, distinct look like it's not, you know, it's not, you know, just it's it's Hawaii like Hawaii mm-hmm. is, is beautiful mm-hmm. it's colorful it's just a very distinctive setting and so you don't want it to look like every other you know it's not a medieval castle or you know something like that and they, they all have their look but the and watercolor, that's what they were trying to get away from yeah and the watercolor the, the very fairy tale yeah look yeah which you know for this one it worked and it worked just so well and I, I remember when this came out, uh, you know, Disney Channel had, um, was it? I think it was still Movie Surfers back then. The show, like they would talk about the 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 movies and you know go behind the scenes and all that stuff. And they would talk mm-hmm. about how they wanted to do watercolor and like the 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 way that the characters were drawn, like that very round, soft, you know, shape. You know, the way that they move and how it's just it's you know again distinctive look, a distinctive character design that again works great for this movie for with with mm-hmm. all its different things it's like all these things just on paper it doesn't seem like it should work but it it just it's perfect it's just, it's just one of those things that just everything comes together all these ideas all these talent all these creatives and it just works and maybe it wasn't supposed to or maybe it was just you know just oh we're gonna throw this out there so we have something for the summer and you know 20 years later it's still everybody's favorite mm-hmm. like yeah there's like stitch plushies and pins and shirts and mm-hmm. all the stuff stitch yep. funkos oh yeah. yeah yeah i mean stitch is yeah they they're of course again being the the era of disney that this was mm-hmm. of course there was a direct video sequel uh <laughs> stitch the movie uh yeah. which ended up being the pilot for lilo and stitch the series the television series which ran for 65 episodes which is pretty impressive actually mm-hmm. uh and there was a another sequel uh lilo and stitch 2 stitch has a glitch uh <laughs> um there's Where a short film their origin experiment. of stitch yeah um there's a stitch anime that does not surprise me nope. yeah um where uh there's it, instead of lilo stitch has a uh a, a, a japanese girl as his <laughs> has his best friend um and had three seasons and two post-series specials <laughs> oh uh there was a, a chinese yeah. version <laughs> oh my gosh so um and as as we kind of alluded to uh with, with shalane's feedback is there is uh, supposed to be a live action remake at some point um, although if you've ever was going to be directed by john chu who did uh crazy rich asians but um he had to pull out because he is directing the film version of wicked uh 
Um, so apparently Dean Fleischer camp who did Marcel, the shell with shoes on is going to be the film's director now. Although if you've seen, uh, um, if you've seen the, uh, supposed design for the live action and it's like a blue gremlin basically, and it looks freaky as all get out. That's mm-hmm. supposed to be stitched. That's eh, really not. <laughs> yeah. So. I don't I don't uh I don't know how I feel about it <laughs> yeah yeah I I don't know because you know again this movie has a distinctive look it has a distinctive feel to it I don't think it would translate very well to live action quite uh-huh. frankly mm-hmm. yeah because I mean if it's live action and you're just looking at regular people part of you know what makes Lilo charming is the look you know her, her her design and just her you know it's that it's you know that kind of sweet innocent little little bit of mischief that i don't i don't know i can't explain it just why those you know the the rounded um design why i, I think it's just... i think it's probably i think there's there's something a little probably on a subconscious level you know if you wanted to play armchair psychologist or whatever Mm -hmm. yeah the the fact that these characters are more rounded i mean all of the all of the characters have you know very round heads their noses Mm -hmm. are more round and kind of bulbous in a way they're big eyes um and stitch is kind of the same way yeah um you know he's got this big round nose he's got these big floppy ears he's got these big eyes that his pupils don't really he doesn't really show any emotion in the eyes because he doesn't have like his pupils don't dilate like you know others uh mm-hmm. but he's very expressive and like even though his he's got you know if he opens his mouth he's got these very sharp teeth but they're not even they don't necessarily look threatening <laughs> so uh yeah he's just a, he's the, everyone in the movie is designed in a way that just it's very soft so and i think a lot of that comes from they wanted to avoid the it looking like a fairy tale mm-hmm. and not looking like everything most everything that disney had had done already you know these aren't princesses they're sisters who you know but the only cliche thing is they happen to they happen to not have parents (laughs) you got the dead disney parents is Mm -hmm. the the, you know the most cliche disney thing they really got going but it's actually Um, part of the plot it's not just oh mm -hmm. you know the mom or you know the parents are just not there it's no the parents are gone and nani has to take is trying to take care of um of lilo and if you know if this doesn't go well lilo is going to be Be taken away yeah put in the put in state custody and so it's like you know if the parents were there this wouldn't be happening but they're Uh not and it's just it's one of those things it's like yeah it happens and you know it yeah you gotta yeah and you know if if 
Yeah, if they wanted to, um, there's a few deleted scenes that you can see where they like they just have like the pencil animation complete, um, but it has the audio that goes with it. And there's a couple of deleted scenes that show the more serious. It makes our situation even more serious than it comes mm-hmm. off in the film. Um, like when uh Lilo's in her in her bedroom and she's she's mad. She you know, she and she and Nani have had another disagreement. Mm-hmm. Um and they start to have this conversation and Lilo's like, I liked you better when you were my sister and not trying to be my mom. Mm-hmm. Um you know it you could <laughs> They don't really touch upon it because, you know, it, it mm-hmm. would go over most kids' heads, I think. But yeah. as an adult watching this, I get I got very frustrated at for Nani and Lilo because of their situation. Because to me, it doesn't seem like a whole lot of time has passed since their parents' death. Yeah. And Nani as suddenly found herself i mean she's already yeah there's already this huge age gap between her and her sister begin with you know lilo's about six nani's about 19 so there's a 13 year age gap between the two Uh of them so you know she was an only child for a long time and then suddenly she's got this little sister um which i'm sure was kind of a shock and then she gets old enough to the point where you know she turned 18 she could go off to college or go you know start a career or something and it's never said outright but it's if you pay attention to the background in nani's bedroom it's implied that she was like a champion surfer Mm -hmm. and that could that potentially could have been something you know she could have been a premier athlete but then her parents die and she becomes the the protector the <laughs> of yeah she has to become the de facto parent to this six-year-old sibling and she essentially has to give up her life mm-hmm. <laughs> you know any potential adult life she would have had for herself to become the caregiver for for her sister and you know it's implied that they've had several social workers come through the house and for whatever reason (laughs) you know either lilo has scared them off or something has happened so you know now we've got bubbles um Mm -hmm. you know this guy who apparently is you know if he's showing up as your social worker you know things are bad Uh and you know the house is a mess and you know the 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 uh you know everything just seems to be kind of just absolutely crazy and it to me it doesn't seem like nani really got a chance to like have a a real opportunity to be like okay well this is my situation now i need to be you know, this house needs to be something that both I as an adult and my kid's sister can live in and, you know, figuring out schedule for school and her hula lessons and mm-hmm. her working a job and being able to go to the grocery store and, and that sort of thing. And it's like, 
they keep bringing these social workers to their doorstep and just kind of glaring at her and her sister but no one seems to actually be offering them any help yeah other than david <laughs> yeah which i mean david is is one person and yeah know, i mean he did end up helping nani get a job which yeah. is which is great but it's like you know we got this the this cobra bubbles it's like you've got mm-hmm. three days to get your life straightened out and it's like that's it you're not gonna like like hey if you need help call these numbers contact yeah. these people or these agencies like like their entire life has just been upended and nobody mm-hmm. seems to be lending a helping hand and she's right. floundering yeah and Lilo is obviously suffering from some sort of trauma from her parents' death. So she needs therapy. Nani probably needs therapy and they need some help and nobody's offering it to them. And that's like yeah. it's so frustrating. Yeah, it 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 really is. And then, you know, then Stitch shows up and it's like, you know, the, like the whole time they have that whole montage where um you know nani they're going all over town and nani's trying to find a job and you know it seems like she could get one if stitch wasn't there causing trouble mm-hmm. and it's just you know she's just trying she's trying to do it all and yeah it's like and i and i do remember thinking that it's like don't they have grandparents aunts uncles neighbors somebody who can mm-hmm. you know try to make this you know try to help him out and it's yeah. just kind of like ah and, and, and this way you know so obviously when we're talking about aliens or matter spaces <laughs> not real life but um i have seen uh i get the occasional um uh, you know tiktoker show up in my tiktok feed of folks of various indigenous groups and I've had some Hawaiians, you know, some indigenous Hawaiians pop up and, you know, we've, you know, the, the average person, they think about Hawaii and they, they think about Elvis and they think about luau's and beautiful beaches and surfing and coconuts and that, you know, all this beautiful touristy stuff, which yes, that's a lot of what Hawaii relies on is tourism, but outside of the stuff that they may look pretty for the tourists hawaii is actually as a as a state and its collection of islands is actually very very poor because they rely pretty much on tourism it's it for the average person living on hawaii it's not all mm-hmm. beautiful lays and sun you know white sand beaches because part of it is because of where they are geographically they're so far removed from everything for them to to get resources it's very expensive yeah to have stuff shipped to the islands yeah and it's it's like what 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 do they you know produce as you know that they that they could sell i mean yeah tourism that's about it Mm -hmm. is people take trips there (laughs) yeah and you know they you know, there's not really a, a anything that they grow i guess i mean 
pineapples? I, I have it no It only clue. gets you so far. It only gets you so far. Honestly, yeah, yeah. like I have no yeah. idea. And 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 the the islands are not. I'm not trying for, to be. You know, the film film and TV industry as well. Yeah. But even then, that's there's seasons for that. It's short. You know, there's mm-hmm. the, it's bunches. It's not long term. Yeah. So, yeah, yeah. The the fact that you know Nani struggles to find a mm-hmm. job, whether. <laughs> stitch gets in the way or not right just the fact that you see the types of jobs mm-hmm. that she's going to mm-hmm. and what's potentially available to her is it's uh it's an unfortunate you know i you know i don't want to <laughs> i've never been to hawaii honestly i have no desire to go to hawaii because i'm not a beach person uh yeah i when I, I go on vacation, yeah. I'm sitting on the beach and for and just chilling for hours on end. Not my cup of tea. <laughs> <laughs> so I would go for you know the the you know the historical bits and I, and not just like Pearl Harbor. I mean, obviously that's mm-hmm. a big chunk of American history, but I would love to go and experience Hawaii the way that the indigenous people there want tourists to experience it for the real hawaii and the Mm -hmm. real history you know yeah luau's and the stuff is it's based in actual history but it's become so commercialized and touristy Mm -hmm. um that there's there's way more to it that you know Mm -hmm. if if you're more inclined in learning about history and stuff that that's that's what the the natives there would love tourists when they come to visit to to learn about the real hawaii yeah not just the stuff that's in the colorful brochures yeah i would if anybody is planning a trip to hawaii or wants to go somewhere i would um highly highly suggest highly recommend because i know people who have gone there and people have actually worked there um the polynesian cultural center in uh i think it's in oahu yes um yeah they like i mean you want to talk about all like the native cultural stuff there's a museum there that actually has like history like, and you can you, know, you can try different things like the games and the dancing and the it is pretty authentic um to to what um you know to to what it is and they 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 have you know the locals who specialize in this kind of thing and it's you know it's really nice it's really clean really welcoming that kind of thing and it's you know it's a good family venue from what from what i understand so Mm. polynesian cultural center it is it and it they do a lot of really cool stuff so check that out just as an aside mm-hmm. and you can just yeah. search yeah and and you know some of that is um when they were developing the the script for for lilo and stitch um they, they took that into account uh the directors they went to hawaii did a lot of research on what actual houses look like and the plants look like and the mountains look like and uh making sure that um you know where it takes place actually match matches the real life um 
landscape and stuff and you know the cast the voice cast um is uh mostly either native hawaiians or people of hawaiian descent um and they allowed them to um put in local slang and colloquialisms and and things like that so it sounded more authentic um so that's that's good <laughs> so uh to make it show you know show respect to the to the the people and make it feel like it wasn't just a bunch of white people on the mainland making up what they think Hawaii is like. So. And it worked. Like we said, this was a successful movie. Mm -hmm. uh, yeah. This and, and Princess and the Frog, as far as the 2000s movies mm -hmm. were concerned. It, uh, and and they both they both take place in places that they don't you don't really think of or you know they're these weren't settings that disney had really done before like hawaii mm -hmm. and uh new orleans mm -hmm. uh, but they you know did some really really fun things with the setting and yeah so maybe maybe they had maybe they were onto something there mm -hmm. <laughs> with the, with that idea I mean, they're both very different movies, obviously, but uh, there are mm -hmm. some similarities, some 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 uh, characteristics that they both share. Yeah, um, and it and I, it and it did get nominated for for best uh, animated mm -hmm. uh, feature. It did not win. Um, Bummer. It. Uh, it. Uh, what did win? What, what did win? I think that was the i want to say that was the year that spirited away won actually oh yeah so, i think you're right well maybe if 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 you have to lose out to something <laughs> uh, i'm trying to find it Yeah, I oh okay. It was nominated for best animated feature, seventy for the Academy Awards. Okay, here we go. Sorry, I was Yep. Yeah, Spirited it was Away. Yeah, Spirited Away One. It was the other nominees were Ice Age, Spirit, The Stallion of Cimarron, and Treasure Planet. So I mean Disney did have two movies in there, but Well <laughs> I mean Treasure Planet is great. It's one that I you know, if they want to do a live action remake do yeah. that one um but i think you know leland stitch is better but yeah you cannot beat spirited away i'm sorry yeah it it just it's we may just or may not be speaking about in the near future <laughs> yeah i mean you 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 go against miyazaki eh, sorry yeah. it just 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 give him the trophy yeah. <laughs> sorry you're uh but um yeah oh but i mean stitch at least as a character, still very popular. Mm -hmm. um, yeah, you see him as a meetable character in the Disney parks. Like I said, he had his own attraction for a while there, Stitch's Great Escape, uh, which was in Tomorrowland, which 
took the place of alien encounter which was a really i never got to write alien encounter but i've seen video that was a dark and i don't mean dark ride like the dark rides like peter pan and snow mm-hmm. white where you know you sit in a vehicle and it just happens to be in the dark so everything's all you know all the color pops no this was dark and like scary mm-hmm. attraction that kind of dark yeah. yeah that kind of dark like freaked people out so then they re essentially reskinned it <laughs> so that you still had the alien aspect because this time instead of it being you know an alien that's gonna destroy you like your sigourney weaver um it's stitch instead um and instead of you know having like the alien like breathing down the back of your neck and making the mm-hmm. hairs all rise up and making you crap your pants because you're so scared. Instead, it has Stitch do th- you know has Stitch do things like slobber all over you and belch, and the entire room smells like chili dogs. <laughs> yeah, that doesn't sound. Yeah, like that I only rode that attraction like twice. <laughs> yeah it's but it was it was it was it was was not my thing yeah (laughs) Uh, like that one i feel like you could do something with you know the 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 spaceship chase or something Mm -hmm. on that in that ride i don't know Uh, yeah you would think you think but oh well it was a it was a very unique ride attraction system so I'm sure they wanted to spend as little as possible um, without having to like completely gut the entire thing. Uh, yeah, that, that <laughs> sounds about right. Uh, again, but. this is the Eisner era we're talking about. So yes. <laughs> yeah. Um, but, I, I will, yeah. I, I will say this. Um, we, we mentioned the, the TV series, which I didn't watch. I didn't get to watch all of it, but I would catch episodes here and there. And I will say, um the the like at the time the part that really impressed me was that yes stitch is experiment 626 but the 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 conceit of the show is there were 625 other experiments uh-huh before that <laughs> yeah before stitch and i would and i remember thinking at the time when that came out i'm like that's actually really clever i love yeah that. i was gonna say if if you know the history behind the name behind the uh the name of wd-40 <laughs> I actually like, don't took, know. It, it took like forty tries. It to took him forty oh, tries okay. to get it right. Ah, <laughs> so well, there you go. There you go. There you go. So, so yeah, so so that's funny like, on a number of levels. Yes, it is. <laughs> um, but yeah, so so like the show is like every episode is they're finding one of Stitch's cousins. Cousins, um, yeah, because because they're like in these little pods or something, and they get wet, and then they they're like gremlins or not gremlins. Um. Yeah, gremlins. Those, yeah, gremlins. Mogwai. Yeah, that one. Um, yeah. And then, like, each one has like some some skill or some trait that makes them very mischievous. So Lilo, they have to calm him, calm the, the cousin down, and find them uh, a place, you know, like like a job or something that uses that that skill. And it's it's the episodes I saw are very clever and very cute. And so you know, if you have time and you want to check out the Lilo and Stitch TV series. I'm pretty mm. sure it's on Disney Plus. Yes, it is. Uh, yeah. So it's, I mean, obviously the, the, 
the uh the animation is a you know it's tv so it's a little more lower budget but it's still fun yeah. also rob paulson plays the 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 one experiment who is kind of a um kind of kind of a smart ass <laughs> um and it is so funny because he always like it's i always i always remember him like wanting a sandwich and it's it's him and jumba are sort of the antagonists of the not jumba um gantu because jumba's the other guy um but uh yeah so he so they're always like trying to one-up each other or they're always in in uh at loggerheads mm-hmm. but, but it is so funny oh yeah it, it's x625 so he's he he's helping gantu um he's helping gantu capture the experiments and <laughs> so yeah so he'd rather make sandwiches and apparently he does get a name it's reuben later but that doesn't happen till uh Leroy and Stitch but apparently Lilo called him sandwich boy once in in one of the episodes and I'm like okay that's why I was like I know I know something to do with sandwiches but yeah but it's so funny because you know Rob Paulson you know voices pretty much everything Mm -hmm. (laughs) you know Mm -hmm. in every show but I think this is and you know he's the guy who did Yakko in Animaniac so Mm -hmm. so think of what I'm saying this is one of his funniest roles uh-huh. Not saying the funniest, one of the funniest, but it's it, he's a he's a hoot. So and, you know, it's a good foil against Gantu, who's like you know the big rough military alien yeah. guy. <laughs> and I'm like, and then there's this, then there's this thing, and it's like, mm-hmm. okay, yeah. What's interesting is if you look at the um, voice cast, the. Um, the names aren't necessarily the most recognizable. Like I, I know Tia Carreri from uh-huh. her time as a model. I think uh-huh. and it was like on MTV. Yep. Uh-huh. Um, uh, David Ogden Steers obviously uh-huh. has done a lot of voice uh-huh. acting. Uh, yeah, for Disney among oh, other although things. I, so I will mention uh, da- David Chase, who voices Lilo, also the English voice of. Um, of uh inspirited way of of san mm. no not san what is her name i'm having a massive brain fart today but anyway yeah. she's the main character we're in, gonna hear her again <laughs> yes which is funny that, that this movie lost out to um to, the other to movie she's in away. <laughs> so it's like either way she's still she was hero to hero oh mm-hmm. my gosh yeah. san is from from princess mononoke yeah anyway so there you go yeah. but it's People like people are gonna be like screaming at me you got it all wrong i know yeah yeah but i mean to me the the person that uh, to me the most recognizable name is being raves yeah which i'm glad because bubbles was supposed to be like a skinnier dude with like blonde <laughs> hair and i and i, I think no, they realized that ving rames is gonna do the voice that they just made him look like ving rames yeah <laughs> that was the smartest thing to do because i can't picture bubbles anything other than no. what he actually yeah. is no. i mean uh, and, and yeah. lilo just describing i was like yeah five times a day bricks and a pillowcase mm-hmm. yeah. really oh yeah. yikes sweetie no <laughs> 
Yeah, like and, y'all. Yeah, like, where, did you ever for social workers? Y'all they don't seem to get kids. Yeah, <laughs> it's like it's like you you did did you ever kill anyone? Yeah. <laughs> it's classified. <laughs> yeah. Oh man, yeah, this movie's so cool. level six oh, protection grade. under a under a certain uh, yeah. shield agent. Yeah. <laughs> Sorry, you don't have clearance for that. Yeah. Yeah, it, it's fun. Like I said, the story is is great. So, you know, if you've if you've if you like a little more juvenile humor, uh <laughs> You know, Stitch is probably the character is probably going to uh you know, you're gonna find a, a probably a bit funnier. Mm-hmm. Um, but even even as an adult, you know, it's as frustrating as I you know, I found it when applying like real world logic to him, like get this girl some help. So, you know, someone call it maid service or something to, you know, just help her get ahead a little. Mm-hmm. <laughs> it's like um yeah the story is is very very uh uh time timeless mm-hmm. um you know about family and family doesn't necessarily have to be uh because the whole idea of ohana in hawaii is it's about any type of family it doesn't have to be like you know a mother and father and 2.4 kids um you know any anyone that you deeply care about can be your family um so i think that i think that's really really beautiful oh yeah and of course you know elvis yeah exactly <laughs> Yeah, I, yeah, I got I, you a know, great the... little soundtrack there because the Elvis estate was was like, sure, you can use this music. <laughs> yep. And again, it works. It seems like an odd choice given everything else going around it, but it works. And also, mm-hmm. um, because I, I bought the soundtrack and I probably still have that CD hanging around somewhere. The 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 Hawaiian chorus, the, the kids doing that. Mm-hmm. Um yeah, it's just it is super just oh it's amazing i love it and like if you've ever heard um those kind of those kind of choirs singing like in person it is it'll blow your mind like it'll mm-hmm. like especially that like they're they're fairly young kids singing and just just the way they do it and the way the way it sounds and just i'm like i don't even know how to describe it but it's just you just got to hear it so if you've ever if you ever get a chance to hear um a hawaiian kids choir like that probably in hawaii i don't i'm trying to think like where else you would see it although in utah we have a really huge polynesian um community in fact where i live there's a lot of um where where, where the part of the valley we moved to there's a lot of uh, polynesians so from hawaii and tonga and Samoa and and all those all those islands there's a lot of them here um so uh yeah, I get, I, I, you know, we get, I don't know, you know, 
you get you get you're around it a lot and it's Uh really it's really Uh neat when you get when you get to see it so if you ever have a chance to hear a hawaiian kids choir or any kind of you know polynesian choir of that kind it's just there's just something about that that sort of lyrical that that's that music that rhythm the the language of it it is gorgeous and I love, love the the Hawaiian roller coaster ride in Himei no Lilo, I think is the name mm-hmm. of the song, the one that opens the song or the movie um, where she's, you know, swimming around after Pudge. Um, but yeah, they're just, they're so cool. They are really, really cool. So if you ever get to hear it in person, do it. Mm-hmm. So, but the soundtrack is amazing. Yep. Not, not just for Elvis, but Elvis is good too. Yeah. Well, when you've got uh, Sylvester doing your music, yeah, yes, that that, that too, <laughs> that too, because well, that helps. <laughs> it's yeah, he knows I mean, a thing or two about music for movies, just a little bit. So anyway, uh, so anyway, Lilo and Stitch. It's just, it's a good feel good little movie if you're just needing something kind of nice and sweet and calm and yes even though there are alien spaceships chasing you know alien spaceship battles and whatever and but of course stitch would take the red one mm-hmm. <laughs> so, yeah he took the red one mm-hmm. oh man so anything else we want to talk about that's because he's not actually a dog and therefore he's not colorblind <laughs> At least that's my reasoning. <laughs> oh, anyway, well, if any of our listeners want to chime in with their feedback on Lilo and Stitch or anything else that we covered today in um, in our podcast, uh, you can do so by sending us some feedback. Our feed- our email address for feedback is fiveishfangirls at gmail dot com, and also our website is thefiveishfangirls.com where you can find links to our social media, to our show notes, our YouTube channel, and uh, our Patreon, and other ways to support the the show. And of course, as always, we thank you for your support and for your um, comments, your interactions, just listening to us. And uh, I hope you all are doing well and you're enjoying mm-hmm. enjoying our banter. And, you know just there's more where that came from (laughs) yeah well you know what what episode are we on again i forgot 391 oh gosh we're coming up on 400 guys yes sheesh and if any of our listeners have suggestions on how we should celebrate 400 please let us know Uh yeah because yeah i got nothing at the moment we'll 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 come up with something i'm sure we've we've still got a couple weeks to to think of that but we'll we'll go suggestions too anyway but yeah so thanks for listening and thanks for being loyal fan supporters yeah. listener people 391 episodes jeez jeez oh pete we are we're on we're on we're on a roll i guess yep <laughs> anyway all right well with that we shall sign off for this week Oh, this is Chrissy saying goodnight from Salt Lake City. I was waiting for Brittany, and I was like, oh, wait, she's not here. Nope. This is Holly from Wisconsin saying good evening. And this is Rachel in in and Elvis, Indiana. Does this look infected to you?
listening to the Five-ish Fangirls podcast. You can find more episodes and information at thefiveishfangirls.com. Any and all books, movies, games, and any other forms of media mentioned are owned and operated by the respective copyright holders. No copyright infringement is intended or implied. If you wish to support the show, the easiest way is to leave us a rating and review. More ratings and reviews will make it easier for others to find the show. If you wish to support us monetarily, you can do so at patreon.com slash fiveishfangirlspodcast. All money goes towards fees and equipment to keep the show going. For official Fiveish Fangirls merchandise, visit redbubble.com slash people slash fiveishfangirls. We love hearing from our listeners and encourage feedback. You can email us at fiveishfangirls at gmail.com. You can also like and follow us on Facebook at facebook.com slash fiveishfangirls. Thank you so much for listening and may the squee be with you.